he was not supposed to have access to a gun. So how was it that he was able to get a gun? Because he lives in Texas, Governor. Actually, the U.S. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. It still ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 Queso in Cottage Grove, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 92.9 WLRI, in Maui, Hawaii on 88.5 KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1. In Palinville, New York on 102.9 WLPP. In Grand Rapids, Michigan on WPRR. In New Orleans on WHIV 102.3. In Washington, D.C. on 105.5. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe. On the internets every day on the Progressive Voices channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Detour Talk, and Radio Sputnik. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow. Says me from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us uh, very much today for another broadcast that I would usually call another thrilling adventure. But given the news over the weekend, uh, nothing really all that thrilling about it, I'm sorry to say. Yes, I, I'm sorry to agree with you on that one. That is, of course, Desi Doyen, our producer. Uh, I received uh, an email on Sunday. Uh, to bradcast at bradblog.com, where you can email me as well. This one from Betsy, uh, a a teacher in Texas that we had actually uh, had read one of her emails a few days ago, as I recall. Yeah, she's a teacher down there. She sends another one that I think is just great. Uh, Subject line, sixth grade question from Texas. She writes, after the last major mass shooting... One of my refugee sixth grade students asked me if there's war in America. Mm. I told her that we are involved in wars elsewhere, but couldn't explain why we have mass shootings if we don't have a civil war. What do I tell her tomorrow? Betsy asks. Good question. She also asks, why do I need the qualifier major when talking about uh, the last major mass shooting another good question and then she notes also this conversation was about a month ago Mm. so that did not even follow uh what happened over the weekend in uh sutherland springs texas uh but all good questions and all questions that we continue to ask too often in this country and on this show over and over and over again a Twitter user going by the name Jesus M. Christ 
uh, tweeted uh, after the uh, shooting on Sunday, Aurora, AR-15, thoughts and prayers. Orlando, AR-15, thoughts and prayers. Las Vegas, AR-15, thoughts and prayers. Sandy Hook, AR-15, thoughts and prayers. Umqua Community College up in Oregon, AR-15, thoughts and prayers. San Bernardino, AR-15, thoughts and prayers. Sutherland Springs, AR-15, thoughts and prayers. And uh, the uh, the Onion posted its perennial uh, headline that uh, gets tweeted every time after there's an incident like this. Quote, no way to prevent this, says only nation where this regularly happens. Trayvon Free, the former Daily Show writer, wrote, basically the only acceptable form of terrorism in America is the kind committed by white men with guns. Hard to argue against that. To be frank, uh, just hours after a mass shooting left at least 26 people dead at a small Baptist church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, State Attorney General Ken Paxton appeared on Fox News. And by the way, State Attorney General Ken Paxton, a uh, Texas uh, State Attorney General, uh, he's under indictment. He's under felony cri- criminal indictment. The and chief he has law been enforcement correct. officer of Texas is himself under indictment. Yeah, and he's nonetheless he's still the uh, the state AG, and uh, very few people bring this up whenever they uh, quote uh, Ken Paxton or interview him. He is under criminal indictment for securities fraud. The top law enforcement official in Texas. In any event, he appeared on Fox News. And uh, his message to Texans, according to Think Progress, bring a gun to church. Fox News anchor uh, Eric Sean had asked him as a Texan, as a father, can you wrap your brain around what we're learning today? This was on Sunday. That children were killed, children were shot, the 14-year-old daughter of the pastor was killed in this type of attack. As a country, what do we do? How can we get our arms around this and stop this insanity? Uh, Paxton's reply, all I can say is, you know, in Texas, at least we have the opportunity to have concealed carry. And so if it's a place where somebody has the ability to carry, there's always the opportunity that uh, that the gunman will be taken out before he has the opportunity to kill very many people. How'd that work out for the uh, for the people of Sutherland Springs, Texas, at that uh, Baptist church, Mr. Attorney General? Yeah, he says there's always a chance that somebody will be there to jump in and stop it from happening. It in other words, yeah. in other words, hey, churchgoers, good luck. The Fox host pressed Paxton on this point, noting that carrying a gun while quote praying to the Lord are two quote diametrically opposed concepts, which they are. Paxton was unswayed by that. He agreed that carrying a gun to church can seem unnatural, and that's why many people don't do it. Some faith communities in Texas also have actively resisted efforts to allow guns into places of worship. But Paxton uh, argued we need to be, quote, arming some of the parishioners or the congregation so that they can respond to something like this uh, when something like this happens again. Hey, uh, hey, Des, why are you complaining? He's at least he's offering a solution, right? Just arm up everyone. That'll do it. When this happens that's, again. That's better than uh, thoughts and prayers, am I right? Arm everybody. Arm the the, the, the choir boys. Give there it are, to the kids. Yeah, hey. give it to the kids. They're good, very good with hand-eye coordination after all those shoot 'em up video games. What could possibly go wrong there? 
According to Paxton, the only way to prevent gun violence is for, quote, good guys with guns to intervene. But the, quote, good guy with a gun theory is not supported by evidence. Think Progress notes a comprehensive study by the Violence Policy Center found that guns quote, are rarely used to kill criminals or stop crimes. In, tw- in 2012, for, uh, for every justifiable homicide in the U.S. involving a gun, guns were used in 32 criminal homicides. Well, that just means we need to give more choir boys their guns, I guess. Meanwhile, a recent University of Pennsylvania study found someone who owns a gun is 4.5 times more likely to be shot in an assault. So you get out there and buy those guns, people. You be afraid of all of this, uh, all of these shootings going on. Go get yourself a gun and make yourself four and a half times more likely to be shot. A gun may falsely empower its possessor to overreact, according to these studies, instigating and and losing otherwise uh, tractable conflicts with similarly armed persons. Alternatively, an individual may bring a gun to an otherwise gun-free conflict only to have that gun wrested away and turned on them. Paxton summarily ruled out any efforts to restrict the kind of powerful weapons used in the Sutherland Springs attack and other recent mass shootings called them ineffective. There is nothing else that we could do. There are no restrictions we could possibly put in place that would avoid this sort of thing. Uh, The evidence to support Paxton's assertions, well, there really is not any. Because countries that have implemented assault weapons bans and other gun safety restrictions do not have the kind of mass shootings or even even non-mass shootings that we do here in the U.S., But, you know, thoughts and prayers. President Trump on Monday morning uh, in Japan during his 13-day trip to Asia decried the shooting in Texas as an act of evil and called it horrific in his first public remarks after the uh, news of the uh, gunman killing 26 people in a Texas church. Trump said his, quote, Thoughts and prayers are with the victims and their families. But he did not suggest plans to take any legislative or other policy action to address the shooting. That, in contrast, as you will recall, with his comments just hours after a man in a pickup truck mowed down eight people on a bicycle path in lower Manhattan last week after it became clear that the attack was the work of a man associating himself with ISIS. After that incident, Trump called immediately for policy changes to the way that we vet immigrants uh, coming into this country. And uh, very to very specific, he was very specific on this, uh, called, uh, with, uh, called for doing away with the diversity visa lottery program. Well, gosh, that's specific. Trump said that it is in times such as these that, quote, Americans do what they do best. We pull together, we join hands, we lock arms, and through the tears and through the sadness we stand strong, Oh, so strong, Trump said. He pledged his administration's full support to the great state of Texas and all local authorities investigating this horrible crime. So there's another idea. Stand strong so we can offer thoughts and prayers. We can arm the choir boys. We can stand strong. That's our solution to more than 30,000 Americans killed each and every year by guns. Who says he doesn't have solutions? The gunman, as I'm sure you have heard, has been identified as a 26-year-old, a man by the name of Devin Patrick Kelly, according to law enforcement officials. 
Kelly was a member of the U.S. Air Force. He served at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico from 2010 until his dis- discharge, according to Air Force uh, spokesperson. He was court-martialed in 2012 for assault on his spouse and assault on their child, according to the spokesperson. He served a year in confinement. He received a bad conduct discharge and had his rank reduced. AP reports that the uh, the man suspected of killing 26 people and injuring about 20 more at a Texas church had previously been charged with misdemeanor animal cruelty in East Central Colorado. Court records in El Paso indicate that he was cited uh, in August of 2014 when he lived at a mobile home park near Colorado Springs. He was given a deferred probationary sentence. He was ordered to pay some $368 in restitution, and then the charge was dismissed in March 2016 after Kelly completed his sentence. The Denver Post reports court records indicate someone was granted a protection order against Kelly on January 15 of uh, 2015, also in El Paso County. In April 2016, The very next month after he had completed his sentence for animal cruelty last year, Kelly was able to purchase the Ruger AR-556 rifle that he allegedly used in the shooting. He purchased it from a store in San Antonio, Texas, according to law enforcement. There was no disqualifying information in the background check conducted as required for the purchase, according to law enforcement. So he assaulted his wife, he assaulted his own child, he spent a year in a military prison, he was demoted and discharged for bad conduct, he was charged with animal cruelty, he had a court issue a a, a protective order against him, and he was still able to buy a semi-automatic weapon legally in the state of Texas somehow. Which, which he, with which he was then able to kill at least uh, 26 people, at least from the ages of 18 months up to 17 years old, and seriously injure some 20 more in a matter of minutes. Anything wrong with this picture? Anything that we might, just might, just maybe be able to tweak here? Anything anywhere along the way to try and keep this sort of thing from happening in the future? I mean, you know, other than keeping out all refugees from foreign countries from coming to America. Anything at all? Anything you can think of? At one point, the shooter tried to to get apparently a license to carry a concealed weapon in Texas, but was denied by the state. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott uh, explained this, sort of, uh, citing the, uh, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, on Monday, uh, he Abbott refused to directly answer. Republican. Should I mention he's a Republican governor? <laughs> yes. Also, he is. Uh, Ken Paxton is the Republican AG, and Donald Trump is the Republican president of the United States. On Monday, he uh, Abbott, the governor, uh, did not answer directly about whether gun safety laws should be reevaluated after a gunman opened fire at that church. During an interview on CNN New Day, host Chris Cuomo asked about. What rules needed to be reviewed after news came out that the gunman was able to purchase a gun, even after being denied access to buy a firearm by the state of Texas? But we we have since learned, as I note, that at least according to Washington Post, that he was not denied a gun, but rather denied a concealed carry permit from Texas. Uh, Abbott apparently had no idea about that as he hemmed and hawed his way through this conversation with Cuomo on CNN this morning. What do you think 
there is out there for you to look at in terms of how to make it less likely that you see a man like this get access to a weapon like this and be able to do what he did here. Well, obviously, people want answers, but equally obvious, uh, here we are uh, less than a day after the event happened uh, where there's uh, more unknowns than there are knowns. Like, let me share with you this one fact that I am told by the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, and that is uh, that uh, Devin Kelly uh, sought to get a, a license to carry a gun in the state of Texas, but the state of Texas denied him uh, the ability to get a gun. So how was it that he was able to get a gun? Uh, by, by all the facts that we seem to know, uh, he was not supposed to have access to a gun. So how did this happen? But Chris, that is just one of the unknowns out there. Uh, we are in search of answers to these questions and the answers will be coming to light here in the coming days. And, and before we can solve the problem, we need, we need to know the answers to all these multitude of questions. Right, but I think that you're putting your finger on something that's certainly worth exploring a minute after the event, let alone a day and a half, which is the answer to the question that you're asking. If he was denied a permit on another, one level, but on another level he filled out paperwork and was able to get these weapons, that tells right even the simple mind that you've got a legal inconsistency here and that maybe it's not about a new law that would have made a difference, maybe it's about law enforcement and fixing that problem. How dedicated are you to figuring out where the obvious gap was here and remedying it? Oh, not, not at all. Well, not uh, at all. again, it's important that we uh, learn what the information was and, and what, if anything, happened to allow him to get a gun. But, I mean, Chris, remember this, and, and that is, uh, at the time this crime occurred, killing was illegal in the state of Texas. It's the same kind of thing that you saw in New York just last week where uh, whether it, it wasn't a gun that was used, it was a truck that was used to mow down people in a bike lane. Same thing happened in London where you had people using bombs to blow up uh, a concert area or knives to stab people. Chris, there's one thing that we need to take away from this and that is evil exists in the world. You talked about the gospel earlier and you go back to the beginnings of the Bible to the time of the gospel and afterwards and that is there is evil in this world that we must confront and the way and the attitude that the people uh, of Sutherland Springs had last night is the best way to confront this evil that is by using the forces of God to confront and overcome this evil. Jesus. So uh, using the forces of God, now, a couple of points uh, out of that. Uh, killing is already illegal, he says. We've heard that elsewhere as well. I think Paxton said something similar. Uh, so, you know, what else can we do? We've already made killing illegal. Nothing else we can do. We can't, you know, require seatbelts in cars so there are less people die in them. Or require, say, people to register their cars and have to go through special training and have get laws and regulations and, to uh, prevent them from hurting correct. people with their cars. To get a license and to get insurance and all of these other things. There's nothing we can do. Killing is already illegal. We have maxed out our, uh, Capacity. our legislative uh, ideas, apparently. The same thing happened in New York? Well, actually, no, the same thing didn't happen in New York last week. A guy with a truck uh, was able to kill eight people. He was not able to kill 26 people in that short period of time. But yes, uh, also uh, trucks and bombs and knives do kill people. And yet we seem to be able to find a lot of supposed solutions that we can take when it's, uh, you know, w when it's an Islamic terrorist using a truck or a bomb or a knife. 
Uh, but the idea, we, we need to use the forces of God to overcome this evil, said Abbott in that clip. Oh, there, well, there's a solution. We can employ the forces of God. Why didn't we think of that? The forces of God will stop this sort of thing. There's a practical solution. Perhaps if more people just went to church. Like the good folks of Sutherland Springs, Texas, Mr. Abbott. Like them? A uh, AP is uh, confirming this just as we go to air here today. Uh, the Air Force did not apparently submit uh, Kelly's criminal history to the FBI, which is required by Pentagon rules. For some reason, they didn't. Uh, now, apparently, you can own a firearm in Texas without a license to carry. Or the uh, or the older uh, concealed carry permit. So there is no requirement that uh, one needs to apply uh, to open carry uh, of long guns that according to NPR. So you can, uh, you know, even if you can't get a license, you can't get a concealed carry permit or what they call license to carry. You can still go buy a gun if you want. Yeah, and, and you can buy a long gun. And, by the way, private sellers on the Internet, for example, are not required to go through that background check procedure. Right, so. or you can just go to a gun show. There, You can go there, and you can also buy a, a, a gun, gun like this, even if you can't pass a gun check, a, a background check. So, But there's nothing we can do. There are no ideas. There's nothing we can possibly change uh, in order to... Uh, even make a dent in this obscene, horrific tragedy, disaster that happens day after day in this country. Um, it's just amazing. And, you know, even if the Air Force, for some reason, for whatever reason, did not let the Pentagon know about uh, this guy's uh, discharge for bad conduct, which should have made it uh, impossible for him to be able to buy a gun, at least if, uh, you know, through the through those places where you have to get a background check. Well, nobody heard about the assault against his wife, against his child. Oh, that's right. Uh, it is not uh, against the law. You can uh, you can beat the crap out of your wife, apparently get charged for that and then still go out and buy a gun. According to federal law. President Donald Trump says the mass shooting at a Texas church today isn't, quote, isn't a guns situation, but is a mental health problem at the highest level. Well, I guess the folks at the Sutherland Springs Baptist Church were murdered by mental health. That's what it was. If nothing else works, if the thoughts and prayers don't work, if the, uh, the, 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 the forces of God aren't able to, to, to stop this thing, well, then let's just blame it all on mental health, apparently. While no officials have publicly questioned Kelly's mental health officially, Trump said, that's your big problem here. He offered no details in his remarks. That uh, mental health is your problem here. This was a... Very, based on preliminary reports, very deranged individual. A lot of problems over a long period of time. We have a lot of mental health problems in our country, as do other countries. But this isn't a guns situation. I mean, we could go into it, but it's a little bit soon to go into it. But fortunately, somebody else had a gun that was shooting in the opposite direction. Otherwise, it would have been as bad as it was. It would have been much worse. But uh, this is a mental health problem at the highest level. It's a very, very sad event. It's a, these are great people and a very, very sad event. But that's the way I view it. 
That's the way he views it, of course. It, it never takes long for Republicans to move from thoughts and prayers uh, from that card to the mental health card, all in hopes of avoiding real action concerning guns. The president there said it's a, it's a little bit uh, soon to get into it, but apparently it was not too soon to determine that this was not a gun problem. That he was able to figure out very quickly, apparently. Uh, but a mental health problem of the highest order, he said. And yet Donald Trump has spent the last year making it more difficult, by the way, to get mental health care and signing legislation to make it easier for those judged by the courts to have mental health problems to actually be able to purchase a gun. Yes, he signed that bill passed by Republicans. It's one of the very few substantive, substantive pieces of legislation that he's actually signed. And as to the uh, person who uh, confronted the shooter was shooting the other way, as, as Trump said there, that part of the story is, is still remains a bit murky at this hour. But that confrontation took place after the gunman had shot all of those people in that church and before the shooter apparently killed himself with another of the many weapons that he reportedly had with him in his vehicle after he drove away from the church. Paul Applebaum, a professor of psychiatry, medicine and law at Columbia Psychiatry, uh, quotes Trump's comments that uh, a mental health that this is a mental health situation, not a gun situation, and adds that uh, without factual basis, blaming mental disorder is a refuge from reality. What reality are they hiding from? Well, uh, perhaps this one documented by uh, Matt McDonough on Twitter over the past 24 Hours uh, as dozens and dozens, scores really, of Republican senators and congressmen, and yes, even the president, all took to Twitter. The only thing they ever offer in cases like this, and uh, you know, offered their hopes and prayers. Here's a sample of just a few of those tweets, and uh, and Matt McDonough's response to them. I'll, I'll focus here just on the senators rather than the, the members of the House for the moment. Senator John McCain tweeted, uh, praying for all impacted by horrific shooting in Sutherland Springs, Texas. The uh, Senator McCain was the top beneficiary of the National Rifle Association, the terrorist enabling NRA, as I call them. He was the top beneficiary of the NRA in the U.S. Senate. Matt McDonough notes that the Republican senator received $7.7 million from the NRA. Senator Richard Burr, Republican from North Carolina, said that he's praying for those affected in today's unspeakable tragedy at the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs. Senator Burr received $6.9 million from the NRA. Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri said, My prayers are with the victims of the heartbreaking tragedy in Sutherland Springs. Senator Roy Blunt, Republican from Missouri, received $4.5 million from the NRA. Starting to notice a pattern here? Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina, my prayers are with the First Baptist Church and the community of Sutherland Springs. Senator Tillis received $4.4 million from the NRA. Senator Cory, Book, uh, Cory Gardner of uh, Colorado said our hearts are with the people of Southern uh, Springs, Texas during this tragedy. Senator Cory Gardner received $3.8 million from the NRA. Senator Marco Rubio, Republican of Florida, said, We pray for the Sutherland Springs community in this difficult time. 
Rubio received $3.3 million from the NRA. Senator Rob Portman of Ohio said he was devastated by the news out of Sutherland Springs, Texas. We send our prayers to that community, he said. He received $3 million from the NRA. Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, our prayers are with everyone affected by the tragic events in Sutherland Springs. Senator Cassidy, Republican of Louisiana, received $2.8 million from the NRA. Senator Johnny Isaacson, Georgia, oh, he hasn't been there long. He said he was terribly saddened to hear of the, uh, the shooting. My prayers are with the community. He only has received 115000 so far from the NRA. You'll get your payment, uh, Senator Isaacson. Don't worry if you can stick around long enough. Senator Pat Toomey uh, of Pennsylvania is uh, heartbroken about what happened. He uh, wants God to bless all of those affected and their families. He received 880000 from the NRA. So you're saying their hearts and their prayers are with the victims, but their votes are with the NRA. Exactly right. Bob Corker uh, also, uh, who, you know, said that he he was lauded by many Democrats for coming out against Donald Trump a week or two ago. He also uh, says he's praying for those affected. He's only received sixty eight thousand dollars from the NRA. Donald Trump, uh, who his uh, first tweet uh, talked about, may God be with the people of Sutherland Springs, Texas. It should be noted Donald Trump received thirty six point six million dollars from the NRA. So, yeah, I wonder why they don't take action. I wonder why there's nothing they will do. I wonder why even after what was it barely a month ago when 58 people were shot, uh, were, were killed and nearly 600 shot in Las Vegas. And they were talking about banning these uh, bump stocks that turn semi-automatic rifles into automatic rifles. I wonder why it is that they never actually got that bill moving forward in this entire month that they've had since nearly 600 people were shot. Gabby Giffords, you remember her, Congresswoman, former Democratic U.S. Congresswoman from Arizona, until she was shot through the head herself in a mass shooting in Tucson, Arizona, back in 2011 during a Meet Your Congress member event outside a Safeway grocery store. Remember that? Remember that shooting? Six people were killed there. Twelve others were shot until the shooter had to reload and was tackled by, a, by an elderly lady who almost got herself killed when someone coming uh, carrying a gun came out of the store didn't know who the actual shooter was. Someone carrying a gun came out of the store and, and almost shot her. Gabby Giffords uh, posted a thread in response to Sutherland Springs and noted that it was among the worst in U.S. history, that there were uh, three of the five deadliest shootings have come in the past two years alone. She cites a list of the, uh, the 12 uh, most deadly mass shootings in recent history in the U.S. Las Vegas, of course, with 58 killed this year, just a month ago. Orlando, Florida, 49 killed in 2016. The Virginia Tech shooting uh, in 2007, which killed 32. The Newtown, Connecticut shooting in 2012, which killed 27. And then the Sutherland Springs uh, shooting, the deadliest in Texas history, at least, uh, which has so far killed 26. In the list of the uh, the, the top 12 mass shootings in uh, modern U.S. history, uh, the, the shooting that almost took Gifford's life does not even rate in the top 12. It's not even listed there. 
She writes, this trend is tragic. It's horrifying. It's not normal. We need your help to do something about it. If you agree that thoughts and prayers are not enough to stop the senseless violence, add your name and join us. And she gives her uh, the, her organization, Giffords.org. If you agree that domestic abusers should not have access to guns, add your name. If you agree that anyone who can't pass a background check has no business owning a gun, join us. She says, I've made it my life's mission uh, to save lives from gun violence. I travel the country to testify, to organize, to raise awareness. My recovery... Her own recovery is a long, hard haul, but I work at it every day. The same is true with gun violence in America. We won't solve it overnight. But together, our voices and our votes are powerful. We can elect leaders who will protect us. Let me read that part again. Our voices and our votes. Our votes. Our votes are powerful. We can elect leaders who will protect us. We can save lives. We can build a safer future. America needs leaders with courage, leaders with, who acknowledge problems and martial forces to solve them. She says, I'm heartbroken for the people of Sutherland Springs. We owe it to them and to the families impacted by every shooting to take action, to take action. I know we're running late here, but I got to do one more. So sorry. <laughs> Uh, after the uh, shooting on Sunday, Senator Chris Murphy issued a lengthy and emotional statement calling on Congress to enact gun safety legislation. Murphy uh, is one of, has been one of the most vocal gun control advocates in Congress. You recall that he was elected, uh, he was uh, just elected senator in, Kentucky, in uh, I'm sorry, Connecticut after the mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School, which he had represented as a congressman in the House before becoming a senator, he tore into Republican lawmakers who vote in favor of gun lobbyists. His statement, The paralysis you feel right now, the impotent helplessness that washes over you as news of another mass slaughter scrolls across the television screen, isn't real. It's a fiction created and methodically cultivated by the gun lobby designed to assure that no laws are passed to make America safer because those laws would cut into their profits. He says, my heart sunk to the pit of my stomach once again when I heard of today's shooting in Texas. My heart dropped further when I thought about the growing macabre club of families in Las Vegas and Orlando and Charleston and Newtown who have to relive their own, their own day of horror every time another mass killing occurs. None of this is inevitable, he writes. I know this because no other country endures this pace of mass carnage like America. Wasn't it Donald Trump whose uh, inaugural speech talked about American carnage? What are you doing about it, Mr. President? Murphy goes on to say it is uniquely and tragically American. As long as our nation chooses to flood the country with dangerous weapons and consciously let those weapons fall into the hands of dangerous people, these killings will not abate. As my colleagues go to sleep tonight, he wrote, he wrote, they need to think about whether the political support of the gun industry is worth the blood that flows endlessly onto the floors of American churches, elementary schools, movie theaters, and city streets. Ask yourself how you can claim that you respect human life while choosing fealty to weapons makers over support for measures favored by the majority of your constituents. My heart breaks for Sutherland Springs just like it does for Las Vegas and Orlando and Charleston and Aurora and Blacksburg and Newtown. 
just like it does every night for Chicago and New Orleans and Baltimore and Bridgeport. The terrifying fact is that no one is safe so long as Congress chooses to do absolutely nothing in the face of this epidemic. The time is now for Congress to shed its cowardly cover and do something. But of course, fealty to the arms industry will come first. You heard those numbers. That was just the senators. Similar numbers through uh, Congress, through the House of Representatives as well. So, yes, do something. Uh, They will do nothing. What will you do? It's election uh, day in a third of the country on Tuesday. Will you get to the polls and do something? Quick break, and we're back with more Bradcast right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Welcome back to the broadcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. In other news, in happier news, nuclear war in Japan, and oh, North yes, Korea, in South Korea. Much happier. And, uh, yeah, see there? Uh, <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, As reported by Japan's Kyoto News, U.S. President Donald Trump has said Japan should have shot down the North Korean missiles that flew over the country before landing uh, in the Pacific Ocean earlier this year. That, according to diplomatic sources over the weekend on Saturday from Kyoto News, the revelation came just ahead of Trump's arrival in Japan on Sunday. At the uh, at the start of this uh, five uh, Asian nation trip that he will be on for the next two weeks or so, Trump questioned Japan's decision not to shoot down those missiles when he met or uh, or spoke by phone with leaders from Southeast Asian countries over recent months to discuss how to respond to the threats from North Korea, according to Kyoto. Uh, The U.S. president said he could not understand why a country of samurai warriors did not shoot down the missile, oh, according to really? the sources. Yeah. Does does he, does anyone ever inform him of, say, current history in <laughs> Japan before he? Does anyone tell him anything before he goes? Well, whether they tell him stuff and whether he listens to them is well, another matter. Good point. Uh, but what they do tell him, well, that's sort of the reason I'm bringing all of this up. I'll get to this in a moment. Uh, what it is that they do tell him and how that could be affecting this entire thing here. Kyoto goes on to report that, uh, of course, in defiance of international sanctions imposed to compel Pyongyang to abandon its nuclear uh, weapon and missile development programs uh, in North Korea, they uh, they test launched ballistic missiles on August 29 and September 15 that flew over Japan's northernmost main island before falling into the Pacific Ocean. But Japan's self-defense forces 
or SDF, they did not try to intercept those missiles. The government said that the SDF had monitored the rockets from launch and judged that they would not land on Japanese territory. The defense ministry officials said there were also legal issues to clear and it would have been very difficult to shoot down those missiles. On September 3, uh, North Korea also conducted its sixth and most powerful nuclear test by detonating what it said was a hydrogen bomb that could be mounted on an intercontinental ballistic missile. None of uh, Donald Trump's braying has kept uh, the uh, North Korea from moving forward with their nuclear and ballistic missile program and from testing those missiles and those bombs. Commentators on Twitter uh, were flabbergasted by the remarks that uh, concerning uh, this nation of uh, country of, of samurai warriors and couldn't understand why they didn't shoot down those missiles. Commentators were flabbergasted by those remarks, noted Daniel Politi at, at uh, Slate on Sunday. They were surprised at how the U.S. president seemingly did not understand how shooting down the North Korean missiles could have been seen as an act of war that would have needlessly escalated the conflict. The reports out of Japan notes Politi uh, came be shortly before Trump arrived in Tokyo early Sunday and launched his uh, Asia tour with a warning that seemed to be directed at Pyongyang, saying no one, no dictator, no regime, no nation should underestimate ever American resolve Trump told U.S. and Japanese troops at the Yokota Air, uh, Air Base in Tokyo that, quote, we will never yield, never waver, never falter in defense of our people, our freedom and our great American flag. The commander in chief also warned of crossing the, quote, most fearsome fighting force in the history of the world. Well, he's got a lot of very tough things to say. He's a very tough guy. Uh, a tough guy who, by the way, avoided going to war himself with uh, four uh, deferments while he was in school and then mysterious bone spurs that showed up on uh, one of his heels, he can't remember which one, that helped keep him out of the draft during Vietnam. Uh, today, President Donald Trump struck a an even harder line against North Korea's nuclear weapons program, which he has said he would answer with fire and fury. He threatened to destroy completely destroy North Korea. Well, on Monday, he urged Japan to also take a, uh, a, a, a tough a tough stand, a hard line against North Korea as he closed out two days of talks in Japan, two days of talks, dinner and golf diplomacy with our ally in Japan, according to uh, as AP describes it. Trump said at a news conference with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, the era of strategic patience is over. Some people say my rhetoric is very strong, but look what has happened with very weak rhetoric in the last 25 years. Well, what has happened with uh, in the last 25 years of not being at war? Well, we were not at war for 25 years. As a matter of fact, more than that, going back to 1953 in the Korean War armistice when that was signed. Not a peace treaty, notably, but an armistice agreement. North Korea would very much like that to be a peace treaty. And if we sat down and talked with them uh, about conditions for that peace treaty, we might actually get it. But no, we had an armistice agreement instead. That at least has kept the world from going back to war on the Korean peninsula all of these years. 
AP notes the president did not deny reports that he was frustrated that Japan did not down a ballistic missile nor in uh, that North Korea recently fired over its territory. So those reports from Kyoto News, apparently they were right. Uh, Trump did not deny them. Instead, he declared that Abe, quote, will shoot him out of the sky when he completes the purchase of lots of additional military equipment from the United States. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Starting to get clearer now? It is. So now we're starting to get closer to the real issue here, aren't we? Once again, uh, as with the uh, Republican position on the NRA, same thing here when it comes to the uh, to, to war. The insatiable military-industrial complex must be fed. The arms industry... Whether it's arms against our own people here in the in the U.S., arms against other nations. Trump said Abe had agreed to purchase, quote, massive amounts of military equipment, as he should, unquote, arguing that the U.S. makes the, quote, best military equipment by far. Japan's constitution was revised after World War II to include a clause renouncing war, and the country spends only about 1% of its GDP on defense. Uh, that's a lot lower. I don't have the GDP numbers for the U.S. Any idea what the numbers no, are I here? No, I don't. Oh, I, don't know, I know but it's, it's a lot, lot higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Abe has slowly tried to remove some of the uh, pacifist constraints and is already seeking more, uh, seeking money to purchase upgraded interceptors missile interceptors with greater accuracy and range, as well as other advanced missile defense systems. Under its constitution, Japan can uh, shoot down a missile, but only when it is aimed at the country or if debris is falling on its territory. But here is my concern, and here is just one of the reasons I bring this up. I've been trying to get to this for a while. You know, uh, Trump is out there calling for fire and fury, and we're going to totally destroy this country, uh, North Korea. And um, I think that he believes, well, we talked uh, last week on this show, uh, we played a, a bit of the, I don't even want to call it an interview, when his appearance on Fox News with Sean Hannity, when he talked about how well the stock market is doing, and therefore it has pretty much wiped out most of our national debt or some nonsense like that, which made it clear that he has no idea how national debt and government spending actually works, what it actually means. There was another comment that he made uh, in that uh, conversation with Hannity a couple of weeks ago that I've been trying to get to and now seems like a good moment. Des, do you have this uh, short clip? Here was uh, here was one comment that he made that seems to me to be incredibly troubling. We have missiles that can knock out a missile in the air 97% of the time. And if you send two of them, it's going to get knocked out. So did you get that? We got missiles. We got missiles that can knock out any incoming missiles 97% of the time. And if you send two of them, it's going to get knocked out. So you know what? Don't worry about North Korea. Threaten them all you want. Say anything about them that you want. Call them. Call him the little rocket man. Uh, make comments at the U.N. that you're going to completely destroy the country that they have said they regard as declarations of war. Don't worry about that, because if they shoot at us or anyone else, we've got missiles that can knock it out of the air 97 percent of the time. So just shoot two interceptors and you're going to get it. At the time after he made that statement uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, mid uh, mid October, Glenn Kessler over at Washington Post tried to do a fact check on this. 
and uh, found that uh, Donald Trump appears to be referring to the ground-based uh, mid-course defense program called GMD that's in Alaska and California. He was talking about what that w- what might happen if they shoot a ballistic missile. North Korea is able to get a ballistic missile over to the continental U.S. Uh, that uh, system is administered by the Missile Defense Agency. Uh, we spent some $40 billion on, de- on, on developing that particular project, which is supposed to prevent ballistic missiles from being able to attack the homeland. But uh, the officials, the MDA officials, the Military Defense Agency, have been overly optimistic about the pro- program's effectiveness, apparently. They're tossing around statistics that sound like Trump's 97% figure. For example, in March of 2011, uh, the director of the MDA told Congress, quote, due to the number of interceptors we have, the probability will be well in the high 90s today of the system being able to intercept a missile. The statement was based on seven simultaneous uh, attack, simultaneously attacking missiles and suggested an effectiveness rate of firing four intercepts per target. So now we're not talking about two per missile. Now we're talking about four per target. That, according to arms control experts, in other words, it would take four interceptors to reach this 97 percent rate, not one. So Trump is totally off base with that number. The fact checker finds it would take uh, four interceptors for each missile. And of course, if they send more than one missile at a time, uh, there's, you know, a a lot of problems. Yeah. And if there's a 97 percent chance that you'll get it, there's a 3 percent chance you won't. And the more missiles that are launched at the same time, the higher the risk of not making of that 3 percent applying to all of them gets bigger. And apparently that 97 percent number uh, is appears to be appears to be based on faulty math. The interceptor system has been tested 18 times since 1999, says uh, Kessler at The Washington Post, with a success rate of about 56 percent. Oh, boy. Really? Yeah. Oh, brother. Uh, the most recent test uh, in, 20, in May of 2017 was a success, but three of four before that failed. And those tests were done under ideal conditions during the day, not at night without having to deal with an adversary's countermeasures such as decoy warheads or technology that confuses the intercepts. So the MDA appears to be uh, rounding up to a 60 percent under its logic. Four interceptors with a 60 percent success rate yields this 97 percent. But the math is all off. Imagine, uh, Kessler notes, a coin toss, which has a 50-50 chance of being heads or tails. Because right now we've got a 60 percent rate on a single missile. Right. So 50 almost 50 percent. If if it's got a 50 percent, 50, 50 chance of being heads or tails by the fourth toss, you have a nearly 94 percent chance of getting heads. But that reasoning is flawed. Uh, says the uh, co-director of the nuclear policy program at Carnegie. Uh, It assumes that the failure modes of the interceptor are independent of one another. So if the first one missed because of a design flaw, this assumes that the second one won't miss because of the same design flaw that may exist in the system. 
Um, he's just all off in his numbers. Which is not surprising because this is something he does frequently. He just makes up stuff. And what is what is disturbing about this is, and I don't even know if he's making this up. I think he believes this. I think he's been told this stuff. That's the problem. I think he's been told by his generals that we can knock out uh, missiles. Don't worry about it. Use whatever rhetoric you want because if they start shooting at us, we can knock it out of the skies. I think he believes that. I think that's why he doesn't mind going out and, you know, making all of these threats to North Korea over and over again, which does not keep them from uh, advancing their program. It makes them want to advance it farther and faster. I think he believes that we can actually knock these missiles out of the sky, that South Korea, where uh, there are uh, something like 25,000 troops uh, stationed, U.S. troops stationed, that they'll be fine because they can just shoot them out of the sky. Japan, they'll shoot them out of the sky. No single interceptor for ICBMs has demonstrated this 97% success rate that Donald Trump thinks they have. And there is no guarantee that using two of them has a 100% success rate, as he asserted to Sean Hannity. The odds of success under the most ideal conditions... Uh, Kessler finds that Washington Post are no better than 50-50 and likely worse, as documented in detailed government assessments. He gives Trump four out of four Pinocchios for that. That's what's troubling about this. Does Trump know that no, we can't safeguard against all incoming missiles? I don't know that he does, and that is troubling. Quick break, and we're back with more Bradcast right after this. Hey, this is Brad. Remember me, the guy who was warning you about Donald Trump from the day he entered the race, when the rest of the U.S. media were telling you his candidacy was a joke, that he'd never win, and that Hillary Clinton had it in the bag. We told you otherwise from the beginning and up until Election Day. Well, we may have been right, but we still don't have corporate or foundational support. We still rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate to support the work that Desi Doyen and I do every day. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thank you. Cast Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. We had that news from AP earlier in the show that uh, the Air Force did not enter the uh, gunman's information, uh, did not submit uh, the Texas church shooter's criminal history to the FBI as required by Pentagon rules. Others, uh, CNN, NBC, confirming that the Air Force did not enter the gunman's domestic violence convictions into a federal database, allowing him to to pass a background check and buy firearms. But what of that uh, restraining order? What of that uh, cruelty to animals? Uh, What was that charge? Yeah, misdemeanor cruelty to animals. And and any restraining order, that should have been in the system. You would think, but it wasn't. Uh, The good news here, uh, if there can be any good news on a day like today, is that uh, between that, between... uh, Donald Trump continuing to uh, thump his chest uh, and and rattle swords with North Korea 
is that people are getting this. People are understanding it. The At least the uh, vast majority of American people are getting this. Uh, I don't have time to go into some of the details here on this uh, new polling, several new polls out finding Trump's approval rating hitting historic lows right now. So the American people are are getting it. Uh, if we can get to those polls later, we will. But um, that's the good news. But what do you do about it then? Well, it is Election Day on Tuesday in about a third of the country. And uh, for those in the sound of my voice, uh, have you voted yet? If you have an election in your state, in your county, in your town... Roxanne T. stopped by bradblog.com slash donate over the weekend to send us uh, some very generous support. Thank you for that, Roxanne. Uh, Along with the message, I'm new to your show. It's scary out there, but now I know more. Oh, good. Well, uh, thanks, Roxanne. Uh, And thank you, Roxanne. Uh, That is my hope. That is my point. Uh, Thanks for both the donation and the very kind words. It's Frankly, it's all I can uh, all I can hope for. That's our mission here uh, to do uh, what I believe is set out by the Constitution to uh, help educate the electorate to have smarter voters. That is our goal. If we've helped one person, I'll take it. Uh, All I can do is let you know what's going on out there. Try to help you understand the what's BS and what isn't. Uh, So thank you to those uh, like Roxanne who have stopped by. Uh, The other half of the uh, the other half of the equation is now you got to get out and do something about it. Now you got to vote. There are a gubernatorial election in uh, in Virginia, in New Jersey, uh, just important elections all over the country. Washington state, uh, Georgia, where the election server was wiped out recently on their 100 percent unverifiable voting systems. They're using those systems to vote again on Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, they are not verifiable, but you need to defeat that somehow by getting out and voting. Yes, getting out and voting. And, hey, there's midterm elections for the Congress in November. So there's a year away, which means there's time to register, to help your friends register, to help your family register, to help your neighbors register, to make sure they understand what IDs they need to vote, because these votes are very important. That's right. Get out and vote, and also make sure everyone else you know also gets out and votes. This country is not going to save itself. You are. All right, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can download it uh, and all of our shows anytime for free at bradblog.com. We do ask that it, once you're there, if you stop by bradblog.com donate, that will help us continue to do what we try to do every day over your public airwaves. Uh, you can also find, follow, and share us on the Facebooks and the Twitters, where I am simply the Brad Blog, and drop me email if you like as well. I'm Bradcast at bradblog.com. That's it for today. Until we meet again, which I hope is tomorrow. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. <laughs>